Hey everybody, this is Dan Trottencheck and welcome back to the Taking Care of Business podcast. Uh, so glad to have you join us today. And, I'm, and if you're tuning in today, I'm really kind of glad because as you all have, have, uh, have been witness to, over the last 18 months, we, we've tackled some pretty heady topics on this podcast. And, you know, we're normally, uh, while we can be a little bit irreverent in the way we deal with the topics, um, we, we certainly are focusing on, on business matters and things that are um, uh, uh, important to your day-to-day operations and running your businesses. And, and, and over the last 18 months, a lot of that has been, uh, you know, dealing with the difficulties and challenges that we've all faced in the last 18 months. So we thought as we're getting into summer and as as things are are hopefully starting to emerge from a little bit of this funk that we've been in for the last 18 months, we, we would address a little bit lighter topic. And and the gentleman that is our guest today, uh, a, a fellow by the name of Rob Stolzer, um, he, he and I have been in communication, gosh, for the better part of a couple of years talking about a project that he's working on that is kind of near and dear to my heart, but but near and dear to the heart of a lot of people in the home improvement industry and a lot of re- readers of Hardware Retailing Magazine. And that project that Rob is involved with uh, deals with the one and only Mr. Oswald and the Mr. Oswald comic strip. And and for those of you who don't know, Mr. Oswald was a regular strip uh, that ran in Hardware Retailing Magazine. And I'm gonna I'm gonna save the history for a second because it's a really impressive history. But if you have been reading the magazine for a while, you're you're probably familiar with the with the uh, adventures and exploits of Mr. Oswald and and his his family and his crew of employees at Oswald Hardware. Uh, well, Rob's involved with a Mr. Oswald project, and Rob's gonna catch us up a little bit on why Mr. Oswald's impact is actually felt beyond the pages of hardware retailing and beyond just the hardware industry. And he's going to catch us up a little bit on what he's doing and, and something you guys might all be interested in. If you, Even if you aren't familiar with Mr. Oswald, might be a good chance for you to learn a little bit more about this. So stay tuned. We're going to have a couple words from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to talk to Rob about what he's doing with Mr. Oswald. Do you know how your business stacks up against other average or high profit operators in the industry? Get your financial questions answered by participating in NHPA's 2021 Cost of Doing Business Study. Participation is free and easy. It takes just minutes to complete and your personal information is always kept confidential. When you participate in the study, you'll receive a free copy of the study, a $499 value, along with a personalized financial analysis of your operation with ratios and other financial tools. The deadline to participate in this year's study is fast approaching. To learn more or get started, visit yournhpa.org slash C-O-D-B. Rob, uh, welcome to the program. Uh, like I said in the intro, it's it's good to good to focus on something that's a little bit fun uh, for a change. Not, of course, that running a business uh, during these times isn't fun. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit first before we get into talking about Russ Johnson and Mr. Oswald? Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and and maybe tell us a little bit about um, how you even kind of came in contact or discovered uh, Mr. Oswald. 
Sure thing. Well, Dan, thanks very much. It's really great to be here with you and nice to finally meet you after all these years. Um, so yeah. I, I've been a, a professor at the University of Wisconsin, Stevens Point, um, for the past 30 years or so. And I teach in the arts, uh, drawing, painting, illustration, and, and graphic narration, which is very much like graphic novel um, sort of work. Um, I've had a long-standing history with the, the cartoon arts, uh, particularly comic strip art, where I've been collecting and writing about comic strips for the past 40 years or so. Um, and I was introduced to Mr. Oswald purely by accident in 1993 when I happened upon that wonderful reprint book, 40 Years with Mr. Oswald, in a uh, used bookstore in, in Illinois. Um, okay. I, I nearly put the book back on the shelf because it was a little bit pricey, uh, but my better judgment took over and I did buy the book and uh, became an instant fan from there. Well, well, what a, what, what an interesting uh, kind of coincidence, particularly given your background, but but and you say you were at a comic book store in Illinois. Well, let's talk a little bit about about Russ Johnson too, because Russ Johnson was was from Illinois, and, and and again, let me let me set the stage here a little bit. Is that Russ Johnson w was was the artist who drew the Mister Oswald comic strip, and and um, he uh, was. Uh, born in the late 1800s, 1893, and, and grew up in Illinois. And, and his father, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Rob, but his father actually owned a hardware store and Russ worked in that hardware store. And then, and then as an artist, Russ began drawing this, this comic strip about Mr. Oswald and all the, all the adventures he would get into in and around Oswald hardware and and through a series of happenstance, Russ got connected with our magazine, a hardware retailing magazine, and started drawing the Mr. Oswald comic strip for our magazine in 1927, um, which which is just amazing to think about it. And he drew a strip for our magazine and did other artwork for us all the way up until he retired in 1989. And in 1989, he had a, a gentleman by the name of Larry Day, who kind of was an understudy with him and, and, and assisted with him in the later years drawing the comic strip. And then Larry drew the strip from 1989 all the way until around 2008 when Larry retired. And that's when Mr. Oswald retired. But uh, but that kind of catches people up if you're not familiar with it. And what always struck me as so charming about Mr. Oswald is is that that it it not only was funny, but it also, for those of you who are hardware retailers that are listening to us, and obviously the industry we're in, what made it kind of special to this industry is it really resonated. The problems that Mr. Oswald would face, whether it was dealing with dealing with members of his staff or dealing with the customers or the salesmen that came through, they really resonated because they were really born out of Russ's own experiences working and, and running this small business. Rob, what is it from your perspective that kind of made Mr. Oswald as a comic strip unique? What are some of the things that kind of attracted you to it? And, and maybe since you're a, you, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of a professor in this area, what is it about the Mr. Oswald strip that is kind of unique in the universe of comic strips? Well, there's a, there's a few things. I mean, one, as a fan of, of comic strip history, I gravitate to, to comic strips that reflect the social history. 
So comic strips like Little Orphan Annie that, that talked about different aspects of society. And you look at Mr. Oswald and the work that Russ did for 62 years. He worked on a single comic strip and he worked on that comic strip through multiple wars. He worked on that comic strip through economic downturns, downturns and economic right. boons. And as you say, he dealt with the trials and tribulations of, of a store owner and anybody who's worked in customer service knows the issues that arise, both positive and negative. And he reflected those things really beautifully. He had an excellent ear for dialogue. And as older cartoonists would would, would describe, he knew how to deliver a gag. I mean, first and foremost, uh, Russ was an excellent cartoonist. Um, you know, part of his background was studying uh, cartooning in Chicago. Um, after World War One, he, he worked for Montgomery Ward. He, he studied at the Chicago Academy of Fine Arts with Billy DeBeck, who drew Barney Google, and Carl Ede, who drew okay. Harold Teen. And he brought those skills to Mr. Oswald. Um, you asked one of the things that what makes Mr. Oswald unique. Um, it is the It was the longest running comic strip by the creator in comic strip history. There's been no cartoonist who worked on a comic strip for 62 years from the beginning of the comic strip. And, and he did this while running two businesses, a hardware store and a shoe store. Um, I, I don't know how he found the time to do this, but he, 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 did a, he did an incredible job on this comic strip, both in terms of writing and drawing for 62 years. Well, and I mean, let's 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 focus on one thing. I, I had kind of heard, and, and thank you for confirming this, Rob, because I have often repeated that with with a little bit of uncertainty in the back of my head. But it was kind of one of those legends uh, that floated around our group was that you know this is this is like one of the one of the longest uh, running comic strips by the original artist. But but for you to confirm that, what 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 I, I mean, so this really kind of. Mr. Oswald and what Russ did really holds a place in, in, in the overall history of comics then. A absolutely. And, you know, and, and Russ, it's interesting because he was a fan of the Cats and Jammer kids. Uh, this is what he told me when I interviewed okay. him in 1995. And the Cats and Jammer kids was a very long running comic strip. Um but not as long running as Mr. Oswald by the original by the original creator. Um, it, it, that's a it's a remarkable record. I mean, you think about you know Charles Schultz drew Peanuts for just over fifty years. Fifty years of working on a comic strip is a long time, and for Russ to do that for sixty two years, and plus he did work for hardware retailing before Mr. Oswald. You know, so he had a history right. of the, with the magazine for a few years previous to that. But it's a remarkable record, and I doubt one that we'll ever see uh, duplicated. Well, and I think that that you know it's something our industry and certainly our publication could be very proud of, but. Going back to a second to um, what you were talking about, the issues that Russ dealt with. I mean, I, I think that any one of us um, can appreciate someone who was active doing this kind of creative work that you're blending creativity along with kind of commentary on the business world, along with commentary on social situations. I mean, from 1927 to 1989, a lot happened in business and a lot happened in society to address. But one of the things I've talked about before is we have a painting in our office, uh, an original piece of art that Russ did. And 
you know, it's about poster sized. And, and I think in one of my columns, probably about 10 years ago, we actually featured this picture. And what I thought was so interesting, it was something that he had done in the early 1950s. And it's a picture of Mr. Oswald's hardware store. And there's a big umbrella over the store and, and storms are crashing down on the business. And all these storms are things like uh, competition from large chains and price increases and, and, and all these other things. And the umbrella are, are, are the retail values and the business values that are protecting his store. And one of the reasons I even wrote a column about it, and it always caught my attention, is here we were at this point, almost probably 60, 65 years after he drew this, but business owners were facing the same problems. They were using the same basic principles that were represented in that umbrella um, as the basic principles of running a good business. And for Russ to have that kind of creative insight to, to not only understand kind of the business world, but to also illustrate it in such a creative way, what really I just thought spoke so uh, keenly into Russ's talents and why he was so unique as a, as a, from a concept and an art point of view. Um, uh, and, and and I'm sure you'd, you'd probably kind of have your own thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, he, he really displayed great insights, not just into the business, but into human nature. Um, you know, I I look at his strip as a time capsule. Um, you know, I tried to I tried to, um, I, I to um, go to mom and pop shops whenever I can here in, in central Wisconsin, our local hardware store and and. You can see in Russ's strip, you can see in Mr. Oswald, it is a time capsule of a mom and pop hardware retail establishment. Um, you talk about the issues that faced a business like that. Um, during World War II, he would talk about in the strip the, the price ceilings that were put on um, the retailers, but how the manufacturers could raise prices because they couldn't get certain materials, they couldn't get certain metals, but the, re the retail store owner was stuck. They weren't allowed to raise prices because of the, the government regulations. And so, you know, he, he knew exactly what it was like to be caught in between circumstances and could reflect those those issues really beautifully. Uh, but, you know, he also he, he didn't mind, I think, poking fun at himself or poking fun at maybe people he knew that were in the business. You know, there there are strips that take place. Um, for when technology changes from, you know, when we went from ice boxes to electric, you know, powered refrigerators. Um, and, and here's Mr. Oswald in the store trying to sell customers on these new refrigerators. But when you go back to his house, he, he and his wife are still using an ice box and they've put the, you know, the ice sign out in the window. You know, so there's some really interesting commentary. Um, and when I talk to students about changing technology, I mean, they think changing technology is going from, you know, an iPhone 9 to an iPhone 10, and I don't pretend to know which version of the <laughs> iPhone we're on, but, but the technology changes were no different back in the teens and the 20s, sure. you know, where we went from, you know, not having electricity to electricity powering refrigerators and washing machines and those sorts of things. And he really, he really captured the spirit of those things beautifully. Well, and that's such a good point, because I think that one of the things, you know, and, and how it relates to some of the things that we're going through societally today is I remember all the way back to my college days. And I, 
I, I spent time, you know, as an as an English major at Studge. I always really loved kind of some of those classical and ancient literature classes. And and I had a professor who once said that, you know, what we learn when we study those things like classical literature or history for that matter is is it doesn't matter what era really human beings had the same kind of issues. You, you know, you had the same kind of issues, uh, you, you know, in, in 500 AD that you have. I mean, obviously different issues, but the same things that drove us, those human interactions and those challenges and so on. And, and that's what you learn and get perspective on when you study history. And, and Mr. Oswald is, is, what a good way to put it, it's a time capsule of of not just what was going on in society, but how it was impacting business. And 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 even for, I would encourage even um, people who are newer to the industry or some of the younger folks that have gotten involved in running stores or getting involved in, in, in business, I, I, I'd love to have you explore Mr. Oswald and, and learn that, you know what, the stuff you're facing today you can kind of laugh at it and it's not so different from what people were facing in the thirties, forties, fifties, and sixties. Um, and, and just to kind of bring us up to date. Um, so Larry day took over drawing the strip from Russ back, uh, after Russ retired in the late eighties. And Larry, as I said, kept really drew it for almost the next, uh, 20 years. And uh, then Larry retired and and, you know, and, and, and I was telling you a little bit about this, Rob, but but it was shortly after I took over as editor of the publication that Larry reached out and said he wanted to retire. And then we came up with how we would kind of bring the Mr. Oswald story to a close. And and the close of that story is Mr. Oswald retired from the hardware business and 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 he and, and Mrs. Oswald decided to buy an RV and tour the country and the. The punchline at the end was Mr. Oswald was off to get his long-awaited retirement, and all he did on retirement was take that RV to visit other hardware stores. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of our uh, readers and and folks in the industry can, can totally understand that. Um, but uh, at the time, you know, Larry and I discussed options for maybe keeping the strip going, and 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 everybody kind of decided it was for the best that that the strip come to an end as opposed to finding someone else to draw it. And, and, and I, I just interested in your opinion on that because even Larry said he never really felt like he could capture the same um, energy and insights that Russ brought to the strip. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, historically popular strips are continued by another artist or another team of artists. We see that with, um, Dennis the Menace, Dick Tracy, Little Orphan Annie. But then you also have strips like Peanuts, which the syndicate decided to end the strip because nobody had yeah. the same feel for the strip as Charles Schultz did. Or when Bill Watterson retired yeah. from Calvin and Hobbes, um, there was no way the syndicate was going to allow somebody else to continue that because there's something magic in the way that it was done. Yeah. I think Larry did a great job. In continuing Mr. Oswald, um, you know, he grew up in the same town as Russ Johnson. Um, sure. He, he assisted Russ from very early on. And so he knew the way that Russ thought about the characters, but they also weren't his creations. And I think that's, that's sort of tricky um, to continue that and try to maintain that same sort of feel. And I think he did an admirable job with it. But um, there is something that does get lost when the original creator is no longer there to shepherd the work along. 
Well, and, and I, I'll just add to that too. I, I, I think Larry, and, and honestly, probably a lot of the readers uh, that were following Mr. Oswald probably maybe didn't even really kind of understand the change, but I think it was more out of a sense of reverence from Larry that he was like, um, you know, I am, was so impressed and he was so impressed with the work that Russ had done um, that, that he held it in such high regard um, that, that he wanted to make sure that we honored the, the legacy of it. And speaking of honoring the legacy of Mr. Oswald, one of the reasons you and I have been talking for a while is a project that you've worked on and, and possibly a way for fans of Mr. Oswald, but also people who aren't familiar with Mr. Oswald to kind of learn more of the Mr. Oswald story and, and, and even see some of Mr. Oswald in action. Rob, tell us about what you, the project you've been working on, what the status of the project is, and, and, and how people can learn more about it. Hey, absolutely. And thank you for the opportunity. Um, so, you know, as I said, I've, I've been a fan for a long time. Um, there is a single reprint book of Mr. Oswald, 40 years of Mr. Oswald. It came out in 1968. And for a number of years, I wanted to create a website devoted to Russ and the comic strip. And so just uh, within the past month or so, uh, I've been able to start uh, MrOswald.com. Uh, yeah. Mr. is spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R, Oswald.com. And I've got a good number of uh, Mr. Oswald comic strips displayed on the site, a bit of history about Russ and the comic strip, and, and a blog that will be updated periodically um, that will allow me to tell stories about Russ, that will allow me to take a look at specific strips to talk about um, how Rust, you know, delivered the gags that he did, or sort of the anatomy of, of a gag. But I'd also love for people who have a history with Mr. Oswald uh, to come forward and maybe tell their own story about, right. um, you know, maybe they grew up in a family that owned a hardware store and they they knew of the Mr. Oswald strip as kids. And, you know, what was their reaction to the comic strip? Did they look forward to seeing it? What sort of joy did Mr. Oswald bring to them? I'd love to have some some first-person stories about their interactions with the comic strip. Fantastic. And I've had a chance to look at the website and, and uh, uh, re re really well done and, and really nice to be able to, I, I mean, to learn about Russ's history. What, what an interesting man. And like you said, the fact that he could run two businesses and I mean, and, and draw a, a comic strip. I I've had to write a column every month for the past 15 or so years. And, and boy, that is a challenge. I cannot imagine having to come up with a story, having to create dialogue, having to draw images on a monthly basis and still be that creative and insightful with what you do. Um, so it, once again, anybody out there that wants to learn more about Russ or Larry or Mr. Oswald comic strip or kind of take a walk down memory lane a little bit um, and, and look at some past Mr. Oswalds, uh, go to Rob's site. Like you said, it's just been launched a month or so ago. And again, the site is MrOswald.com. That's M-I-S-T-E-R-O-S-W-A-L-D.com. Um, and, and Rob's contact is available through that site. So I, as he said, he'd, he'd love to hear your stories. I get a lot of those stories, Rob. I mean, I, still to this day, even though Oswald hasn't been regularly in the magazine for over 12 years, I still get people that identify us as, oh, you're the, you're the magazine with Mr. Oswald in it, or, or you, you guys are the comic strip magazine. And, you know, so still 
it's so indelibly linked to the history of our publication. And it's really an honor to kind of have that link. So so I know there are fans in our industry of Mr. Oswald, and, and they should definitely go out there and check out your website. Well, thank you. I mean, it really speaks to the power of Russ's work. It absolutely does. And that's why we'd like to even introduce this new generation. And Rob, as I've said to you before, uh, as we've talked in the past, there is a standing invitation now that things are, uh, are are opening back up again. If you ever thought you're not too far away in Wisconsin, if you ever want to take a weekend trip down to Indianapolis, please let me know and we'll we'll open up our library of archives to you. And 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 you get sit all day and have a cup of coffee and flip through a all all of the Mr. Oswald comic strips that appeared in the magazine and and, and hopefully add to what what you have on the website. Um, uh, and any way we can help you in this process, as as we've said, we're happy to because it's it's a proud part of our history. I really appreciate that. Thanks so much, Dan. I appreciate your time. Well, well, thank you so much for your efforts, Rob. Too, it's such an it's such an interesting story to to keep sharing with the industry. We 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 glad to have you on. Great, thank you very very much. I'm glad glad to spread the word of Russ Johnson and Mr. Oswald. Today's retail market is rapidly changing. This year, gain the skills you need to grow your business and learn how to make a profit-focused strategy for the future. The NHPA Retail Management Certification Program will provide you with college-level training on everything from business strategy and financial management to marketing, merchandising, operations, and more. Classes are taught by successful retailers, industry experts, and collegiate professors. Don't wait. Classes start soon. Apply by July 1st to start your certification. Scholars are also available. Learn more and apply today at yournhpa.org backslash RMCP.